We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, I felt like I was down and then a 300 pound guy, you know, come coming back. So I'm like, well, pause. But, um. Derry Screech! Blue Wire. NFL Draft. The Detroit Lions select. Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Back off, looks, off, throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw. Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes. Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20. Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 322 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Join my main guy, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart. Enjoying a nice victory Monday. How we feel, my man? Woo! What is going on, man? Yo, it's victory Monday. I'm excited, man. I just got done uh, leaving Twitter. Um, take Giving Twitter a little break. You had a day. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get in trouble for bullying. <laughs> man, I got who I, I let a lot of Bears fans have it today, man. It was it was crazy. It was fun. It was, yeah. it was fun. You know, I said last week it was just the two of us. And I said if the Chargers game, even as electric for the game that was, came down to the final possession with the game winning field goal. I said I was getting used to these victory Mondays and like how I still enjoyed them, but like I wasn't going all out as I, I usually was previously. I'm not going to lie. I reverted back to my old ways today, and I enjoyed Victory Monday gladly today. I don't know if it was the way they won the game or if it was because the Bears or whatever it was, but something about that game just, like, I felt like I had to celebrate even more because I'm not going to lie to you. I told you on Space after the game, like, there came a certain point in that game in the fourth quarter where I didn't know I was going to win that game. I, I, I legitimately pretty much was ready to chalk it up as an L and was just ready for Thanksgiving on Thursday. But the way they found a way to win that game, um, it got me excited, man. Got me really excited throughout all Sunday, all today on Monday. It, it, it was an amazing day, man. An amazing day. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those games that you're just very familiar of, of being on the wrong side of these type of games. I think that's why it, it brought that, that energy back, man. I think that's what happened. Yeah. 
Uh, like the way the Bears lost that game, honestly, that's so many times the Lions have lost those type of games. Like where they're leading all game and it feels like they dominated all game, but they just find a way to lose at the very end. That's what the Bears did. The Bears pulled an SOL today. I mean, or on Sunday. That, like to be frank, they pulled an SOL. That they lost, and they're looking back at all those little mistakes. Oh, if we did this, we did that. How many shows have we done and said, "Oh man, what if the Lions did this, or what if the Lions did that?" It felt so nice being on the other side and actually winning that football game and being on the other side and and taking care of the other side's mismanagement of time or mismanagement of coaching. Like we took advantage of that when it feels like so many teams do that to us every single year. And I bet even some Bears fans right now, maybe, maybe. They're probably some of them are taking this as a moral victory, like that we did for so many years. You played a good team <laughs> on the road, played them close, like, oh, this could be something. Like, there was so many of those games for the Lions that I, I feel for the Bears fans, but like I don't feel bad because of the Bears. The no, nah, you can't, you can't. They're, they're, even this is Lions, you can't I can't give this a moral victory. The reason why is because they were up 26 to four, what 26 14? 14, yeah. With three minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. There, 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 there's no more victory about that. There, there's no. nothing more. There, 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 you can't say that's a moral victory. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. I actually fucking despise moral victories. I don't think they're <laughs> real. Um, but like, I know that's the reaction on like, if I, if this was Lions Twitter, like, and that happened to the Lions like back in the day. Oh, we played the the top dog in the division. No, no, tough not, not, not like this though, man. We you won the game. If, if this is a game that was close all game, was competitive, and then. They, we lost on the last drive. I, I would say okay, but if you have a ten plus point lead with three minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, and you lose that game, there's no more victory on that. You can't. Bears fans can't even say this is a moral victory because they had a ten plus point lead with three minutes left to go in the game. Yeah, I mean that's that was wild. Yeah. Well, I want to get into the first topic, and you know we're talking about right now the the Lions pretty much got out dominated all game. I know they won the game. You're not apologizing for a victory. You, damn near, you're not apologizing for a victory. You won this football game. It is what it is. You didn't play your best football, but you still found a way to win this football game. Now I think the question comes into play. You did play a bad Bears team. You were at home, and I've seen some concern. And I've seen some debate on this. Would you consider this a gritty win, or are you more concerned after this one? Mm, no, nah, man, I'm actually looking at this as a gritty win. Um, the only thing that kind of concerns me is our secondary. It, it just shows that if we play against a good receiver, we're gonna have trouble. Um, because our our corners are not good enough to to stay with these guys to to cover these guys. That's my only concern is when we play elite talent at the wide receiver position how are we going to cover those guys that's the only thing that concerns me that uh, but as far as uh, oh yeah, also the pass rush i mean the, i think we still need another guy but um other than that which is the obvious questions that we had coming in to this game is, is you know the lack of pass rush the cornerback room um i think that's the only concern i have like this game for you doesn't change your perspective on what they've done this season after or after Sunday. No, because this is a game that you know they they had they the Bears did a great job. I mean, I can't yeah, tip your hat off to them. They came in there with a great game plan. They wanted to control the time possession. They wanted to keep the ball out of the um, Lions offense as much as possible. 
and try to create turnovers. And they did all those things. But even though they came in with that game plan, they completely won the time of possession. They 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 crushed it. Um, they they won the turnover battle, and they still lose the game. <laughs> the Lions find a way to win the game. So when everything's pinned against you and you still find a way to win, those are impressive wins. I mean, we see great teams do it all the time. Um, you know, we played Philadelphia Eagles last year. <laughs> you know, we weren't a top team. We were we were still trying to figure shit out. We played them t- to the wire. Um, good teams play. You know, teams like that. You know, it happens. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's the NFL. I mean, these are all professional in the day. They're going to be competitive games. A lot of games in the NFL come down to one position, regardless of who's facing each other. Like, that's just the nature of the business, right? Now, I would say I would be more concerned if we saw this more consistently. But the Lions haven't shown me that this year, that they've been in close games with bad teams. For the most part, they have taken care of bad teams or teams that they are better than. Like, they are a better team than the Atlanta Falcons. They are a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are a better team than the Las Vegas Raiders. They absolutely took, a bit, t- took care of business in all three of those games where you didn't feel concerned one bit in any one of those three games. Now, games like this are going to happen in the NFL. It happens to all the best teams. Eagles, look at the Eagles. They won both these games, but Commanders gave them a fight all the way to the end, both games that they played this year. Niners played the Vikings earlier in the year. They lost that game. They lost the Browns with P.J. Walker. Like, these games happen in the NFL, and I don't see people changing their tone or their respect towards teams like the San Francisco 49ers or the Philadelphia Eagles when they played close games or lost those games even, like, instance for the Niners. Or even if you want to look at the Cowboys, lost the Cardinals too. Like, it happens. It happens. Now you just got to make sure this is not a consistent basis. Now, if they do this again on Thursday and they do it again versus the Saints or when they play the Bears again in three more weeks, like if you consistently are winning these games where you're playing D plus C minus football or you can even say D football, that's more of a concern. But we aren't there yet. I haven't seen on a consistent level for me to say that I'm concerned yet. So I'm going to take it right now as a gritty win. Um, and I think it's impressive, man. It's, even with all that bad football you played for three and a half quarters, to still walk out with that victory is so impressive. You've mentioned it, man. I mean, if you take away that strip fumble that Hutchinson got at the very last play of the game, I mean, we gave up a, a three-plus turnover differential to the Bears. Like, you don't win games having a three-plus differential in the game. And when you're being out time possession over 20 minutes in the game, you don't win those type of football games. So I think it's very resilient, as Dan Campbell said, and gritty, as Dan Campbell would say, to find a way – to win that football game. And now you just have to watch the, all that bad football you played on Sunday versus the Bears and go dominate the Green Bay Packers on Thanksgiving now on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, how many times did you hear Dan Campbell say in the past? Like, if we have a game where we had multiple turnovers and then he just say, you know, we're not good enough to overcome those turnovers when we lose a time, we lose a turnover battle like that. He said, we're not good enough yet. Um, this game showed that, you know, we are good enough. Um, those, again, it doesn't matter who it is. They, this was a game that they're pretty much out and they found a way to win. So that's, that, that's impressive. Um, so am I concerned? No, no. Um, now when they play against team that's just as good as the lions or better, I may be a little concerned. That's fair. You know, that's, that's definitely fair. Cause they've shown some you know, tendencies to struggle when they've played better teams like Seattle or 
you know, like a Baltimore Ravens. They they, they played very bad. Um, I still think you give credit to them beating the Chiefs. It's still a very good team. And they've still had some very good wins, even, you know, versus some solid competition. Now, I understand that. I think we'll get a more proven test when we get into December football, when we start playing some better football teams. Like, we got the Cowboys on the schedule. We got the Vikings twice. Um, and even the Denver Broncos right now recently have been playing some very, very good football that you'll be getting yeah. them in December. So I think you'll get a better test of what this Lions team really is in December. But, I mean, let's all sit back. You're 8-2 and two right now. That's a very, very impressive, no matter who you played, man. It's still the NFL at the end of the day. You're still playing professional at the end of the day. And you are 8-2. and two. And it's not like an instance where I would compare like the Vikings last year, who, what, won 13 games? Those motherfuckers won every single game, I think outside of one, by one possession. Yeah. The, Lion, the Lions, <laughs> like, have shown you good convincing wins. It's not like they're winning every game like how they did this Sunday versus the Bears. Games like that happen, but they haven't won every single game like that. They have, have had dominant victories. You know, they have taken care of business versus the Raiders, like I mentioned. They've taken care of business versus the Bucks. Panthers and I could keep going right like they have a lot of wins under the belt where they looked very impressive I think honestly it was even more special I think it's very cool to see for this line team to see them win in a different way when they're not playing their best football even when they're not playing the greatest competition like they found a way to win because in all those other games they dominated from start to finish that, that, that that's standard the day they, they dominated from start to finish this game they were not dominant they looked very bad for three and a half quarters and they found a way to go win that game versus the Bears. And I think that is very, very impressive by the Detroit Lions team. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, it, game like this happened, they, this is different from even though we played to the wire last week, but it was a different type of game. Last week, um, you know, we won by a field goal. But this this week, um, we were down, and they, they found a way to come back and, and win this game, which is, which is impressive. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, to win like that, and this is something good for the Lions, man. Since 19 was 63, this is your first time starting eight and two. I think, I mean, we gotta take it as it comes, man. I, I remember a lot of the Philadelphia Eagles fans last year were saying, Hey, we can already play people on the record. Um, they're pretty much the same boat as us. Um, they're playing their schedule, and I guess the schedule wasn't strong enough. Um, and they were winning games. And look, look what the Philadelphia Eagles did last year. Oh, um, I think we're in the same type of boat, so I, I, I think we're fine. An update, because we're recording Monday night. Obviously, you probably already know the score right now, but I don't know if you know, but the Philadelphia Eagles officially just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Marquez Valdez scaling just dropped a freaking touch on the end zone. That could have won them the game. Wow. So the Lions could have been tied for the first seed in the NFC, but unfortunately, they are still one game behind after that. Wow. There it is. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week. The Chiefs have a gauntlet schedule coming up. They just won one of the toughest games on the schedule. That was a, a very, like we said right now with the Lions, gritty win. They just won in Arrowhead right now. Took care of business versus the Kansas City Chiefs, 21-17. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's a good one for the Eagles. They're a good team, man. Yeah, they are. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. All right, back to this game. I want to emphasize more on this defense now. Obviously, we talked about last week versus the Chargers. Horrendous performance. Gave up five straight touchdowns back to back to back to back to back. Are you still concerned with this defense, or did this game give you a little more confidence? This is the thing right now. I'm not concerned with the the coordinator right now. I know a lot of people are like, Aaron Aaron Glenn this, Aaron Glenn that, Aaron Glenn – I think Eric Glenn did a really. I think he did a hell of a job. Um, this this game. Um, against the the Bears. Um, we turned the ball over four times. Um, how many points did we give up? Um, from those four turnovers. I mean, the defense did their job. And the thing is, I think right now I could clearly say it's a talent issue right now. I think we're we're lacking talent in the in the secondary. Um, we're lacking talent in the uh, front four. I think that's the issue right now. I think our defense could be a lot better. If we had more talent. The thing that is concerning is, like I said, man, if we start playing these elite receivers, what are we going to do as far as our secondary, our corners? Because Cam Sutton is not a guy that's going to shadow an elite receiver, you know, or or even if, you know, the elite receivers on his side, what are we going to do? What is Jerry, what is Jerry Jacobs going to do? That that That's the concerning part to me. When, not this game. We, they, they, they found a way to win this game. But when we – play those elite teams that has a good quarterback or even a great quarterback and an elite receiver, what are we going to do? That that That's the concerning part. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, I, I think it all starts up front, too. I know the secondary isn't playing great, but, like, 
up front, man, they're just not getting consistent pressure. And like I praise 97 and I, I don't think he is the, the main problem in this, but he needs to play better too. I know he made the, the biggest play of the game at the end, got the strip sack, got the safety, and that was humongous, right? Give him big credit. But outside of that play, it's like it felt like not only him, but like no one was making plays in that defense line. There was no one getting pressure on Justin Fields, and he had all day in the pocket to do whatever they want. I will give credit to the Bears. Something I thought they were not doing in the beginning of the year that they did well at the end of last year, and they kind of went away from it, but it looked like they went back to it, was they used Justin Fields' life in this game. Um, in the beginning of the year, I don't know what the hell they were doing. They were making Justin Fields like a pocket passer, and he looked awful, right? Last year, we saw him play pretty solid football last year by using his legs. It made him competitive, even though they weren't winning many games. They made him a competitive team. Um, and I think in this game, him coming back from injury, I think they kind of went back to their old tendencies from last year where they would use Fields' legs a little bit more, and it gave the line some issues. I'm interested to see going forward with the Bears is if Fields can make more defense look silly like he was doing last year. Because we weren't the only team that looked silly from Justin Fields last year. I mean, we, it's, it felt like damn near every single week that Fields was running for 75 yards on one play every single week. He was doing that every single week last year. And this year we weren't seeing him do it because he wasn't running as much. This game, it felt like this was like kind of like their, their first game going back to last year. So I'm interested to see going forward for more Bears games is if their offense is going to improve and if they're going to get Fields' like more involved going forward. It's, you got to find a balance. That's the thing. Um, teams, a lot of teams I'm noticing are, are, are kind of shying away from that because of, you look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson spent the last couple of years on IR, and he's a, he's a guy who probably one of the best runners with the football in his hands. Um, but you can even see with Lamar Jackson, he's not scrambling as much as he used to do. Um, he's taking the few yards that are there if, if it's there, or he's becoming more of a pocket passer. That is, you can see that he's able to last longer in, in, in the season. Not saying that oh, pocket passers, pocket passers don't get hurt, but I'm just saying when you run more, you take you take hits, unnecessary hits right. as, as as a running quarterback. Those hits. They, they pile up on you, and um, it, it wears you down. And I'm not sure how much they want Justin Fields to be a runner. I think you got to find a, a, a clear balance, and you got to make him be a passer too, man. It's not gonna, he's not going to cut it in the league passing for under 200 yards than trying to beat good teams. No, yeah. and, I, and I agree with you. I'm not saying I necessarily think that Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback right now. I think there's still yeah. many questions with him that – they could still very well replace him this offseason. I, I wouldn't be shocked. But if there's one thing that we could say Fields does very well is use his legs, and he makes defense look silly. Any defense with his legs look silly. And he did that to the Lions defense yesterday. Yeah, yeah. He he, he ran he ran a good a good amount of times. But it, it, what's kind of weird to me is that when they needed him the most, they went away from it. Uh, why they do it, I don't I, I know. I agree. Yeah, it was it was weird, and we'll take the break. But yeah, I, I, I don't understand it either from the Bears' perspective. Is you know, especially that last drive when you had an opportunity to probably pick up maybe one's not enough, but two first downs for sure. I think seals the game. Yeah, and not, not the last, not the last, because the last drive was a the second to last drive, the one where drive. the line the lines were the needed a really big stop, right? Yeah, well, we need to stop, back. and we're down by what five? Five. Yeah. five? We're down yeah. by five. We need to stop. Yeah, put, yeah. put it in the ball just feels hand, get a get a couple first downs and go home. 
Yeah, it's just they they went away from what I thought was working well for them in that game, and it was Justin Fields' legs, and they had two various two very obvious running plays with the running back. The line stuffed it both times. I think they gained one yard in both plays, and then they let it all go on, all come down to third and nine, where it is coming down to Justin Fields' arms, and that's the most suspect thing about his game right now, and. <laughs> We got to break another one because it probably should have been a big completion. It could have been Tyler Scott stopping or Justin Fields a little overthrow. I mean, whatever it was. I mean, the Lions caught a huge break too on defense. I mean, you're not complaining about it. You're not complaining about the Bears messing up and the Bears stop. But I don't know. I'm just curious because I know Justin Fields made this defense look silly at times, but I do think the defense had a, a better bounce back than the numbers show. I, I think. The turnovers on offense put the defense at some disadvantage in the game by, you know, not giving them a huge break or putting them on the bad side of the field. Um, so I, I think that has a factor in. But when it really mattered and they really needed their defense to step up, I think they did a good job. Now, it's inexcusable to give up two eight-plus-minute drives, the Bears. That's very inexcusable. But honestly, coming into the year, I never looked at this Lions defense to ever be – elite or even top 10 i always said just be average and count on your offense and the offense was a bit of a letdown throughout the whole game until the very end um but if the lines are going to win big games and meaningful games it's not going to be because their defense it's going to be because their offense that's that's the lines identity it is their offense i think the lines defense did enough though for to win the game yesterday yeah they did and and again, you know, as far as like we thinking about Aaron Glenn, like how, how do you feel about Aaron? Do you think like, oh yeah, he he did a, he did his job, or do you feel like oh he he needed to be better? What what was the person with Aaron Glenn is that he adjusted he adjusted multiple times that game. He did, he did, which is which is something that we're not used to seeing. Yeah, um, they did a really good job as far as you know setting corner blitzes at, at Justin Fields to try to you know eliminate the the rushing. You know they did a lot of things. They tried a lot of things, and that that was impressive to me. Yeah, no, I'm not too concerned with Aaron Glenn. I mean, I still have the same opinion on him. Like, I'm not in love with the guy. I don't hate the guy. I think he's a very average coordinator at the best. I think he comes in with some certain good game plans, and usually his adjustments are the biggest issue with him. But like you said, I think this was one of the, the better games from Aaron Glenn that he was able to adjust in game and figure out somewhat of a game plan to. Uh, prevent this Bears offense from completely cooking them. Now, let's let's just cut it straight. Like I said, this this defense still has a lot of issues. And I think you hit it right in the nail. I think it's a talent issue right now. I still think they're missing a lot of talent on this defense. Um, the, the pass rush to me is it's just pathetic, dude. I, I think outside of 97, and he needs to play better as well, outside of 97, this pass rush is completely pathetic. They just don't generate any pass rush. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have this secondary like they have now, they need to have like one of those 49 type pass rushes where they're getting pressures like damn near almost every single snap. Yeah. <laughs> like they need to have a really strong pass rush because again, we don't have any number one corners. These guys are not number one guys. <laughs> you put these guys against these elite receivers, it's not going to be good. And you'll see the same type of game you saw from Kenyon Allen, who completely roasted that secondary. And then this game right here, I mean, <laughs> these guys just are not good enough to play against these elite receivers. And it's mind-boggling me that, you know, I think that this team is there. We're just missing. We just need a couple of those puzzle pieces 
that just to be added to that defense to make them that, that elite team that could beat you know these teams and especially late later on in the season. But I don't know. Right right now, I'm in a state of I do not know. Yeah, and it, I hate going back on this because it's it just disappoints me, man. It felt like they had a prime opportunity at the deadline to do something and acquire talent, and it just like. They just sat back and did nothing. I mean, I guess they picked up DPJ, who had a, a measly three snaps thing on the field yesterday. <laughs> but, like, you know, my point is, like, I, and that's not to say anything against the DPJ trade. I don't mind that trade. Like I said, it, it is what it is. But they had an opportunity to go acquire, I feel like, a pass rusher. And mm-hmm. it's not only that you missed on him. You let arguably, if not your biggest competition in the NFC, your second biggest competition, then San Francisco 49ers go get that guy, and that's Chase Young. Yeah, I mean, I think they're putting too many eggs in the basket on these guys that are hurt and coming back. Maybe they feel like they, that's what's missing because these guys, and once they come back, we're gonna have a, a whole new unit. Maybe I sure you know? hope so, man. I really do hope so. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're I, hope, on. I hope James Houston or shit, Bruce Irvin could, could generate some type of spark. Like, I can't say that confidently though, right now. I really can't, but like, a brother could hope. I hope that those two could come back and. Or Bruce Irvin at least make his debut, but James Houston come back, and they could they could bring that spark. James Houston, I, I have a little optimism, a little optimism, because what he did last year was very very impressive. Came in last year, same exact week on Thanksgiving, and just caused complete havoc the rest of the way. You know, from Thanksgiving to December and the Packers game, complete caught straight havoc for at eight sacks in however many games he played in. So I have a little optimism that he comes back, that this pass rush does get better, and it looks like he could be coming back right in that great stretch, you know, late December, right when we're ready for the playoffs. So if you can get him back, get him healthy, I think that is a big addition to your defense, and hopefully he can make a big difference to your defensive line. Yeah, but you know what? There, there are some guys who I do want to highlight. They, they, they did do a pretty good job. You know, you already talked about Ian Hutchison. He had six six pressures. Um, Ali McNeil. He's a big one. He, he's actually coming into his own and becoming a real true pass rusher in, in the interior for us. Um, he had four pressures and he had a sack. Um, but then after that, you know, you had Charles Harris at three, Julian Okora at two, um, Benito Jones at two, uh, Brian Branch and Jack Campbell both had one pressure. So you do want those numbers to be a little bit up. Uh, I yeah, it is a little bit of concern up front, man. Not even gonna lie, but um, the the positive is that Ali McNeil is playing really, really, really well, and um, who knows, man, he might he might break out and be a star for us. Yeah, and I think the running defense is still a strength for this football team. I know Fields gave him some issues, but I feel like as far as stopping running backs, I feel like we still do a very good job at doing that. And I, I think I'm not concerned on that. That and even when we were missing some defense tackles in this game, you know, you didn't have bugs in this game. Project was a healthy scratch. Lee Bow was a healthy scratch. And I feel like he still did a very good job at stopping their running backs. Um, that Bohanna making his lines debut. I was impressed by him, man. He's he's a true big fucker, right? You I was starting he was starting to grow on me. He's one of my favorite players already on this football team. Yeah, he yeah, he came in right away and he made some plays, man. So it's good for him. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, because they're playing Thursday, they already released the injury report. We'll talk about this more in the next episode, but looks like Bugs should be back hopefully this Thursday because he was a full participant as I estimate. So that's a good sign for the Lions defensive line room too, as far as, you know, getting some more, some more bodies in there and stopping the run, which they've done very well all year. That's good. That's good news. Yeah. But you know, I, I think 
the only way this defense could take a leap is is getting pressure on the quarterback right now. I think that is my biggest concern with this football team, alongside with the secondary, is getting pressure in the secondary play. But I really do believe once you start getting pressure on the quarterback more consistently, if they could do it ever, um, that the secondary will improve. Do you think a lot of it was because of Justin Fields' legs being an issue, or do you think it's just – I can't blame it on that because we we haven't been able to do it consistently when even we played some bad teams or like you know just solid offensive lines like the Chargers last last week we we were not generating pass rush versus Justin Herbert no we wasn't I mean we've had games where we've been able to generate pass rush like the Raiders and the Falcons and you know the Bucks game a little bit even but you know th- there's been just too many games where. They're just been a no show. Like the Seattle game was an absolute no show. Baltimore was an absolute no show. I I know they got two sacks in this game, but it, it was still pathetic to me. The Chargers game was pathetic to me. Like there's just they're too inconsistent. You don't know what passers you're gonna get, and it feels like once you play a solid offensive line, you're more than likely not gonna come out and get too many pressures because <laughs> they're, they're they're just not good enough. Man. They're not gonna do anything. They, that quarterback's gonna be clean all game, man. I can tell you that now. Yeah, it's kind of like how we feel about our lines offensive line. I feel pretty confident with whatever defense line we play. I feel like that's how other offensive line should feel when you play the Lions D line right now. I really do. Like, if you're a solid offensive line, like you should feel pretty confident that you could shut down this Lions pass rush. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this that's that's what they're showing right now. Yeah, I mean, every team has flaws, obviously. I mean, you don't want your pass rush to be one of them. Usually, that's not a good. You know, flaw to have because it's very, very important. But man, like I said, a brother could hope James Houston and Bruce Urban, the 36 year old, <laughs> they could make any type of impact on this football team and just generate some pass rush. I mean, we might, I guess, see Bruce Urban as soon as Thursday, potentially. Justin Rogers tweeted it that he said he feels physically that he can go, but we'll see if the staff feels that too. So, wow. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. We still got some time to go. We got Thanksgiving. We got all December. We got a little games in January. So they have some time to correct this. But, you know, you want to see something as you get into these more meaningful games when we start approaching January. We'll see how they handle it, man. All right. Let's talk about this Lions offense now. What's your overall takeaway from this Lions offense in this game? Um, grit. I'll say I'll say grit, grit, gritty, gritty is, is what I'll say. Um, because they had as rough of a start that you can pretty much say. You know, they had what three had three interceptions. You know, it's just they had a really rough start, but then they they ended up when it mattered, winning this game. So, I. I don't know. I'll just say gritty because that, that's what they showed. It was gritty. Yeah, I mean, it was bad pretty much throughout the whole game. I mean, it was weird, though, because it was like it was bad, but it wasn't terrible. Like, they had some good drives going, but then it would be like a terrible pick that would just, you know, the, the whole drive's over, man. Like, the Laporta play running into Jaquan Brisker, the tip ball. Yeah. Like, like, they were good drives. Like, they were getting some good runs with Gibbs and Monty, and they were getting the passing game involved. But then they would just stall out with a with a big with a big interception, and you know it felt like when we had some potential momentum come in, like that we can get some points. Craig Reynolds fumbles on the kick return, like just a lot of momentum swings going towards the Bears. So 
overall, I'm not concerned with this offense. I still think that's their identity of this football team. I still think they're a very, very good offense. And I still think they'll be able to take care of business going forward offensively. And they showed you, man, those last two drives when their defense was able to get them, get them some stops and give them an opportunity to win this football game. They, they came up clutch, man. They, they looked phenomenal. They had two drives that looked absolutely stellar. And there's something about this Lions defense when it comes to the two-minute offense. It's absolutely different, man. They scored three touchdowns in that two-minute offense. One to end the first half, the Amara touchdown. And then they had two at the end of the game. Obviously, like you saw, the Jamo touchdown. And then, obviously, the David Montgomery touchdown to end the game to seal it. So when they're in that two-minute offense, man, they are a different team. They are a very good offense. They have a lot of pass catchers. They get their running backs involved. Um, it, it's it's scary. But overall, even with not seeing the best offensive performance, I still think they're fine. I I think they'll fix whatever they have to fix up. I think they'll be fine. And I'm not I'm not concerned about this offense. Yeah, I mean, at, as the the thing that I'm going to say as far as Jared Goff and how he played, a lot of people are saying he was terrible and. He was awful. When I think of awful, I, I think of like something Zach like Mac, like Zach Wilson or something Mac Jones is putting out there. He was he wasn't You're awful. Two boys. <laughs> they they hey they are. You know, I, I still stand by Mac Jones. I still think Mac Jones can be good. Just gotta. Are you finally done with Zach Wilson now? Zach Wilson, uh... hop off, man. He's he's done, dude. He stinks. <laughs> I know that O-line stinks, but come on, man. I have I, – I can tell you, okay, I have hope for Mac Jones. I don't know so much about Mac, uh, Zach Wilson, but Mac Jones, get the hell out of New England. Go somewhere where you can have, like, a, a weapon, and we'll see what he can do. But My De- DeMario Douglas ain't enough for you? No. <laughs> no. Juju Smith-Schuster ain't enough for no, you? That, that, those are not those are not legit weapons. Man. Okay, we're going to go back to this. Yeah. Yeah. The Jared Goff. But um, Jared Goff, I mean, like, like, like I said, I think a terrible – I think of that. He wasn't that. I mean, he, he had some turnovers, yes. He had some almost turnovers, yes. But besides that, I mean, I think Jared Goff was fine. Um, he had some plays that were out of his control. The two, one, two out of the three interceptions were out of his control, in my opinion. Um, I think he, I, I think he played solid. I, I want to say he played terrible. I would say this is not one of his best games. Um, but he was still on point, especially when it mattered. And I think that's why he was able to go into clutch mode when it mattered because he pretty much looked at the film and was like, shit, this, I mean, this shit wasn't really all my fault. <laughs> and then just went out there and just played his, played his normal game. This, that was just Jared Goff being Jared Goff at the end of the game. I'm, so, proud, of, I'm proud of him, man. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, let it, he didn't let it affect him. So Jared Goff was just being Jared Goff. So uh, that, that, that's my take of Jared Goff. I think that he played an okay game. I'm not going to say it was terrible. Played, played a pretty okay game, and he won us the game. So that, that that was good. Yeah, I mean, one of my biggest issues when we acquired him, obviously that's changed, but one of the biggest issues when we acquired him is once pressure starts to hit Jared Goff, is he going to answer the adversity? And that was my biggest concern with him. And this game had every single adversity you could think of. I mean, two interceptions, like you said, that were not, not on him. I mean, just fluky plays, the Laporta play, the tip, the tip ball by the defensive tackle. I mean, and then Craig Reynolds fumbles the ball in the kick return. Like, those are not on Jared Goff. And not having the ball for 20-plus minutes and still fighting a way to win that football game. That's gritty, man. That's, that, that's what they preach. That's what's on their walls at Ford Fields, or that's what's their wall in Allen Park. That's what they wear on their shirt. 
That's what they wear on their hat. That 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 is Jared Goff right now. What he did Sunday was that. That was gritty. Even when things are going your way, a lot of adversity is going against you. You're not playing the best football, and you still find a way to win the football game. That's all that matters in the, the day. You found a way to win the football game. I don't give a damn that's first the Bears. I don't give a damn. It's the NFL. You were down two possessions with less than four minutes left in the game. Damn. And you found a way to win the football game. That's impressive, man. And it wasn't like we love Ben Johnson, and there's some games that Ben Johnson will call to play that the back quarterback could throw. No. This was on Jared Goff today. This, that was Jared Goff Sunday. Yeah. There wasn't a crazy Ben Johnson play that got someone you know free and he's running down for 60 yards down the field like Khalif Raymond on that one play versus the Chargers. That was on Jared Goff. Jared Goff made that game. Almost took a sack. He slings it to David Montgomery. David Montgomery makes a play, gets a first down. Like that, that's Jared Goff. Yeah. He made he he made those two drives. He played phenomenal, played clean, never got rattled. That's what you want out of your quarterback. That's what a winning quarterback mentality does. And that's what Jared Goff did on Sunday versus the Bears. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent man. He has a he has a dog in him. He doesn't really show it that much, like as far as like uh, as far as you know, saying it. Like he's not like a, a CJ Gardner Johnson is gonna talk talk a lot. Um, but he definitely has that dog in him, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's impressive, man. It's it's easy to just kind of pack it up saying, Oh, we have a short week, we're about to play the Packers on Thanksgiving. Uh, we're down 12 points with only less than four minutes on the clock. Uh, I, I've thrown three picks. Like it's easy just to kind of pack it up and say, okay, let's just get ready for Thursday and we'll we'll accept this loss right now. I, I think it's so impressive that he came out and found a way to win this football game, man, because everything was against you. I think it was at one point ESPN had us a 98% of losing this game against like their, their the probability. Winning probability. Yeah. Was, I think it was 98% of us losing 98, 98%. Yeah, it was, it was high. And they found a way, man. They found a way. That's all that matters. Now, like I said earlier in the show, when the topic was grittier concerned, you can't make this a consistent thing now. You you could do this. Like, I mean, like if you show that you could come back and it, that's awesome. But I don't want to see Thursday on Thanksgiving versus the Packers where you play three and a half bad football. Like, go dominate the Packers. Go win that football game. You show me you could do it now. Now go dominate and win that football game. Go show me the real lines that I saw earlier in the year. Don't give me that D-plus football that I saw on Sunday versus the Bears. I'm proud. I'm glad you guys won the football game. But go show me that dominant lines now. Don't be last year Minnesota Vikings. Don't be 2016 lines where eight out of your nine wins are comebacks. Go show me that dominant team that you have been this year. And I expect that this year's versus Packers. Yeah, same here. Same here. All right. Let's get into our oopsie doopsie and baller of the week. Oh, boo hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All right. Oopsie doopsie of the week. I didn't really put much thought into this, honestly. Who could I give this to? I mean, there's, there's, there's gonna be a few people. Yeah, I mean, Kobe Source, down my dog, wasn't didn't have the greatest game. Ooh. Jack Jerry Campbell, Jacob, Jack, Jack Campbell was rough. He got, he got stepped arm to the ground again. Oh. Yeah, Jerry Jacobs is rough. I'm gonna give it to Jack Campbell. I, I that sucks for me to say. I was telling you before the show. I don't know, man. It just feels like every time he's on the field, I'm just not impressed with him right now. I mean, that's not to say that's how his future is gonna be. I think he'll be a fine player, but 
right now, dude, he just looks lost, missed tackles, stiff arm to the ground. I, I don't know. I don't think he's necessarily ready to be playing right now. I think Derek Barnes is a better player than him. I think Alex is obviously playing out of his damn mind right now, and then he's going to be a starting linebacker. But alongside with Alex right now, preferably, I, I, I prefer Derek Barnes getting majority of the snaps over, snaps over Jack Campbell. Um, I still think he has a lot of improvement to, to be made. Yeah, yeah, he's he's having a rough one right now. I mean, he's still a rookie. Um, I'm expecting him to bounce back. I still like him as a player. See how he does, man. I, I think the reason why he's getting more snaps than, than um, Barnes is because I think they trust him more in, in, in the passing game. I don't know. I think, I think that, that could be the only reason, I believe. Well, last game, Barnes had more snaps in, than Jack. But oh, There it is. Never mind. Yeah. Forget yeah. everything I just said. <laughs> yeah, no, he had more snaps, but was it by a lot? Yeah, I mean Derek Barnes played ninety two percent, ninety two ninety five percent of the snaps on defense defense last week versus the Bears. He had seventy one out of seventy five, and Jack played forty six out of seventy five. Okay, yeah, I don't know, just sixty one percent of defense snaps. I just feel like you could see they're obvious when he's out there. I feel like they just target him every time he's out there. It feels like, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like, man. Um, he's having a rough one, but I'm expecting him to bounce back, man. Yeah, I'm not like calling him a bust or I'm not done with him or anything by any means, but there's definitely room for improvement for Jack. And 100, you know, he got this short week versus the Packers, then he got a mini bye week, so hopefully some more prep. Um, even one guy we didn't talk about, I, I know it's a little late, but Jameson Williams, man, looking looking better and better. Got a big touchdown this Sunday, getting more snaps now. That's impressive, dude. He's looking better. Yeah, man. He just seems like the ultimate team player right now, man. He he's not he's looking like a guy who's just not greedy. He doesn't really care about how many targets he gets. He's he cares about winning. And he cares about helping the team no matter no like no matter how he can do it. But he just wants to help him win. Whether it's just blocking on a play, as long as we score and he's involved in it, he's happy. Um, so that that, that that's good to see, man. But yeah, yeah. definitely. Um the, the fact that he hasn't dropped anything in a couple weeks is is, is, is is a positive. Do you approve of the McFlurry? No. The the McJamo they're calling it oh, now. Oh hell no, no. That just yeah. looks like it just looks like a a, a day in the toilet. You're gonna spend the entire day in the toilet if you eat that shit. That, that's what it looks like. No, what do I, no. What do we have to do for you to try that burger? Pay me money. Like what do the lions have to do? Lions can't do shit. When when my parlay for me maybe I don't I don't fucking know no I, I'm not I'm too I'm too much on the go and too busy to be sitting on a toilet all day because I ate this fucking the McJamo the McJamo <laughs> come on man dairy and McDonald's grease is not mixed you don't do that shit no I'm, I'm good okay how, how about this they went Thanksgiving they haven't won Thanksgiving games since 2016 they went my entire parlay has a hit so if I do like a ten leg parlay. Involving the Lions and like a whole bunch of Lions players, and if that shit hit, yeah, give me the McJamo flurry or whatever it is, I'll do it. However, they, they got to win Thursday versus the Packers. I'll eat it with you. No, I'm not doing that shit. They I'll get period too. They, they got to beat not Packers. What the fuck? Their favorite to beat the Packers. I'm not doing that shit for the Packers. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly just curious. I just want to know what it tastes like. It looks the, disgusting. Yeah, but. yeah. You you can do that, and you can stream it. And we could we could cheer you on, me and Pierre cheer you on. I want to be involved though with the big Jamo bite. Well, I'm not eating that shit. You know what they the whole thing? Just give me a bite. No, I don't want I don't I don't want that shit. You can have it. You can eat it. 
I'm telling you, you spent an entire day. Think about think about it. Okay, okay. Day. If they win out the rest of the way, you're gonna make JMO. No, they gotta win a playoff game. They win a playoff game, I'll do it. Okay, win out in a playoff game? No, just win a playoff game. Just win a playoff game, you need to make JMO? I'll take a bite of the make JMO. Okay, but you'll eat it. You'll try eat it. it. Yeah, they win the playoff game. I'm gonna be in Detroit anyway, so the, the home game in Detroit will be Detroit, and you can make me eat that shit right so there. So we can live stream the. Okay, you know we're going to my local McDonald's, and we're gonna get all McJamos. Yeah, we go. We can all do it. That's gonna be our thing. Our victory. You have me sitting on the plane, dog. That, that on the all the way back, I'm gonna be like, whole something gonna be bumbling on the flight. That three hour flight back. Home. Well, I'm giving you an option to do it in Florida right now. <laughs> I'm giving <laughs> you the option right I'm now. Not doing that. I'm not doing that shit. Not happening. I was curious. I was I was thinking about doing it this Monday on the Victory Monday. After do it, shot. do it, man! Don't let me stop you. Shit, you must like the toilet. <laughs> All don't right, let, don't let me stop you. Go ahead, do it. Shit, I'm just, I just, I just know. All right, I they got that. off topic. Uh, let's yeah, get into the. Let's get. Let's get to our ball of the week. Maybe it is Jamison Williams. What do you got, Malcolm? So yeah, I'm taking up. Uh, I'm subbing in for Pierre for the ball of the week. Oh, uh, my ball of the week is I have um 13 guys. No, okay, I'm leaving. Right, I'm gonna go over me, make Jamal while you do it. While you name all those 13 guys. I'm just bullshit. I just have one. All right. Um, Jameson Williams. He you know he came up good, but I'm not giving it to him. I mean he only had he had two catches. Well, 44 yards. Was it 44 yards? Yeah, 44 yards. A touchdown. I'm not I'm not giving it to Jamal. I mean I think he has to do more to. To become baller of the week, um, I, I'm gonna give it to. I mean, I gave it to the guy before. I'm gonna do it again. Um, Alex has alone. He's looking like the captain, the staple of our defense. Eleven tackles, and um, he, he just had a, a bunch of pass breakups. He, he looked like he was just all always around, all like around the ball, no matter what, what was going on. Um, it's good. I, I'm I'm glad he's back. I know a lot of people wanted him out of here. But shit, he's he's having a hell of a year. Could be a could be a Pro Bowl year for him, man, because he's he's balling out and he's probably the best player outside of Aiden Hutchinson. You look at the best players on our defense right now. You probably have to say Aiden Hutchinson. You gotta say Alex Alex Those are the two guys right now. Those are the two best guys right now on our defense. And then third would probably be Ali McNeil. I say probably McNeil's third. Yeah, McNeil's probably third. But those are our best guys right now. Now Alex he's playing huge. So yeah, he is going to be. This week's baller of the week, and they also PFF gave him a ninety point three pass um um grade. So yeah, I, I have no disagreement. I have no disagreement. I mean, Cam Sun made the big fumble, caused the big fumble. Then he's the one who recovered that that bouncy ball that was flying everywhere, and that was a that was a huge play. That's just because he's always around the ball. When you're always around the ball, shit like that's gonna happen. If somebody get a fumble, the ball's gonna find its way to you because you guess what? You're always around the ball. Um, so that's 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 just Alex, man. Yeah, all right. One more bet before we head out of here. If JMO, like, no, like, actually wins baller, like, deserves baller, like, we're not just giving him just to give it to him, like, he deserves baller of the week next week versus the Packers. Do we eat the McJamo? No, man, you can eat the McJamo. Why do you gotta say we? <laughs> Why don't you want just to... eat it? Why don't you just eat it? Because I don't want to, I don't you want, want... to. You want all of us to have stomach. You want all of us to say, "Oh man, my stomach is fucked up." Yeah, your I don't. Yeah, man, mine's fucked up too. I like the McJamo. Yeah, I'd rather be relatable and say like how we're all I fucked up stomachs than just me by myself. Like it's not as fun when I'm just by myself. That's like yeah, that's going to the bar just by like you're going to the bar, but none of your boys want to drink with you. That's not fun. 
<laughs> They're like, no, you take a shot by yourself. I'm not doing no. No. You want to do it. Yeah, okay. I want to take a shot of tequila too, and my boys don't want to do it. But like, yeah, like it is what it is. Like, I'm not doing it by myself. You don't do this one by yourself, man. Because unless you get Pierre, maybe he likes the toilet. Maybe he likes to sit there. <laughs> maybe he likes to sit in the toilet all day. I, I don't know. But I'm holding it against you. You said playoff one. You already said that on it. Yeah, playoff win. I mean, shit. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, That's I'll, happening. I'll, I'll, do That's I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it for playoff win. But shit. They don't give me no man made laxative. It ain't happening, buddy. <sighs> All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. If if if, if JMO, nah, you know I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna promise anything. Gonna yeah, promise do anything. it, JMO. Gets no. the, you're gonna do it. You're gonna get eat the McJMO. No, I'm I'm sticking to what you said. Playoff one. <laughs> Why don't you just, I don't get it. If you want to do it, just do it. It's I just told him my reason. It's not the same when you're by yourself doing it. It's not the same. That, like it's just, it's just not the same. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. All right, y'all. That is a wrap to this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Um, if you tried the McJamo, let us know. DM us. Tweet at us. Whatever. whatever man. I'm, I'm curious. I saw some people trying it. It looked, it looked, it looked interesting, man. It looked interesting. Let us know how many hours you spend on the goddamn toilet. That's what you could do. It's kind of like the one chip challenge. Like you know how people like <laughs> that, that. Not that. Now that you're on the toilet for that. I've, I've tried that. Now you're on the toilet for that for a minute. Um, but yeah, if you've tried the McJMO, let us know. Uh, tell us how it went. And yeah, we'll see you guys later on the week. We got a short week. We got the Packers. We got some guests coming on. So you guys can look forward to that. Other than that, um, I'm out, boys. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'll see y'all in the next episode, man. Coming to you soon, man. This is a short week. Let's go. All right, man. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>